All right, we live. Oh, okay, cool. Test one, two, one, two. You hear me? Are you fine? Perfect. I hear you just fine. Is is my uh, audio fine? Uh, it is. It is. I think it's going to be okay. It's not lo super loud, but I'm going to blame my own speakers for that. All right. Well, um, I, I um, I'm sorry it took so long to connect. I'm sorry it was uh, a little difficult. Technically, um, we should be able to figure this out. We have the technology. Um, we can do it. You know, we should be able to. So um, I wanted to talk about... Steve posted a video. I don't know if you, you saw... By the way, I, I started watching the new series, Dear White People. I haven't started you yet. You haven't started yet. Did you watch the previous season? No. No. I haven't watched the movie or the series. Okay. Well, the movie you can skip, to be completely honest. If you just watch the first season, it'll be just as valuable. Um, all the movie is is a long-form version of what you see in the in the video. But that's not what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk overly about Dear White People because I think it's, you know, it's kind of its own thing. Um, they released an interview with some of the cast, and they talked about something uh, they call code switching. Have you ever heard of code switching, Gino? I had not. Okay. So the idea of code switching is that um, for African Americans, what they are saying effectively is when uh, addressing people, uh, they will have either a proper way of speaking or they will have a street or slang or, you know, improper vernacular, ebonics, ebonics whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, way of speaking. And what they're saying basically is that they don't know how to um, how to deal with that. They don't know how to um, interact with that reality. And right, so being French Canadian, uh, son of an immigrant, um, traveling across the country on a regular basis, uh, interacting with people from a variety of walks of lives. Uh, I feel that, you know, so, so between French, English, Creole, mm -hmm. proper and improper in both of those, I see six different yes. codes between which I have to switch. And that's not yeah. even talking about my appearance yet, but, um, you know, so when I hear, so I kind of chuckle when I hear, uh, I kind of chuckle when I hear uh, African Americans going like code switching. Like, yeah, okay, you got two codes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, boo <laughs> <laughs> hoo, yeah, yeah. big deal, guy. Try again. It feels like you know, maybe <laughs> maybe don't make such a big fuss uh, out of your situation unless you get a greater understanding. And in the interview, they sort of touch on that uh, on that fact, but. Um, Regardless of of what they're saying, I kind of I kind of opened up the conversation. So I'm 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 uh, way out east right now. I'm in the Maritimes, um, and the Mar the Canadian Maritimes are there is just a different reality. I don't know if you've ever been in these parts, G. Never. Um, I I don't know if you were aware or not, but uh, around Halifax, in the suburbs of Halifax, in fact, is a place called Africville. Have you ever heard of Africville? No. Okay. 
So you know how there was an underground railroad in the United States? And it terminated in Canada where, you know, freed slaves could find freedom and happiness and, you know, live happily ever after and have children and stuff. That's right. Yeah, no, not so much. That's not right. <laughs> that's not how it happened. <laughs> that's not how the story really no, went. that's not exactly how the story went. In fact, uh, what they did is they rounded them up quite literally and uh, said, hey, you can go there and we're going to call this place Africa. And I mean, I'm not going to get into the great details and, and, and you know, um, there's there's some historians that could probably break it down much, much, uh, in much more greater details. But effectively, what they said is, yeah, you go over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the land that's uh, uncultivable, um, right? Without any resources, without any funds, without any anything, just go over there because we don't really want you in our pristine land. We don't want you in our communities. Um, and effectively, by the way, some of those people were actually pulled back into um, into the uh, into the U.S. back into slavery, like straight up. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so oh. there was property battles, and, and there were a couple of court cases uh, heard. I don't know if you followed. There was a series. It's, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore, but there was a series eventually at one point that was called. Yes, yes. The I, Book I, of I heard. Uh, yeah, somebody told me about that. Yeah, because, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. They kind of touch. It, it. Yeah, they kind of touch on the whole uh, Africville situation. They don't really pull out names or whatever. But if you watch the story and you realize where they're pointing to, like you quickly get an understanding of, well, yeah, that's Africville, that area where they basically said all freed slaves uh, go to the left until there's no more left to go, and then you're next to Halifax. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So. I kind of got my my introduction to that reality when I when I heard a poem by uh, um, a poet from Halifax called Elle Jones. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she's like a, an activist uh, English major. She talks she talked to me. She told me about Africville in her, her in a poem. And if you've never heard of it, you should look up Elle Jones. Uh, Africville is a dog park. Literally, this area that was originally. Uh, intended for uh, African Americans from the U.S. freed slaves to uh, find refuge, um, you know, has been given absolutely no uh, no respect, no love, and it's been turned into a dog park. So the 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 African American reality, or the African descendant, or the black call it whatever you want, immigrant, son of immigrant, yeah. call it whichever vernacular you want to, but is black experience the, the, the Canadian black experience is not as one would think without its own uh, struggles and challenges. It has its own thing. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, I had dreads, I had dreadlocks, you know, all the way about shoulder length at one point, and I cut it off at the recommendation, <laughs> at the recommendation oh, okay. of a cult. I get yeah, At the recommendation of someone that basically said, well, if you want to evolve in this world, if you want to operate in this uh, corporate world, well, you have to look a certain way, you have to sound a certain way, you have to be a certain way in order for you to, um, in order for you to, to, to move up and move on. And so, you know, I decided I want to play the game, I want to move up, I want to put my family first. And so, right now, as I'm as I'm driving through these historically uh, black Canadian places. Um, and pretty much all traces of its origin have been erased. 
deleted. Right, yeah. completely erased, deleted from history. It, it creates a lot of dissonance inside of me. And it makes me wonder, how are you supposed to be a man of African descent? How are you supposed to be a boy of African descent in a reality that is, you know, hey, we're Canadian, we're not racist, but, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you supposed to speak your speech? Are you supposed to rep your hood? Are you supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, are you supposed to bring that to the forefront or are you supposed to sort of uh, bring your opinion but not yourself? Are you supposed to be loud and brash or are you supposed to leverage your intellect and your better vocabulary? Uh, which, where are you supposed to be as uh, of African descent? And I mean, if you add more color to the mix, it gets even more complicated. But in and of itself, I think it bears a great deal of complexity. And uh, as I said this week, I've been just struggling with that idea. Are you supposed to be your true, honest self? Because um, the reality is, is my true, honest self, and, and, and this is, this is going to sound kind of crazy to some, but my true, honest self, I'm not sure if I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Because my true honest self mm. changes depending on who I'm around. My true honest self will have yeah. a different tone, a different language, quite literally. Right? If I'm talking to my mom, I speak in a different way than if I'm talking to my brothers. And not just like in a, a small way, like in a pretty significant way. I use different terms. I use different a different language. I use a different tone. I have a different type of energy. And it, and it begs the question, like, what is the truth that I'm supposed to bring forward and use in order to, uh, right? And, and, I, and I realize my children are watching me as I'm evolving through this complex world. So which, which, yeah. which Danny am I supposed to put forward and, and how is that impacting my community, but how is that impacting my family? You feel me? Mm. I'm, I'm going to ask a question because I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, is this code switching? Because for me, it's, we simply, I know what code switching is. I just didn't know it was called code switching. I had never heard the term before, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to understand, why would it be such a, such a big deal? Why is that a problem? Because from what I see, what, what you're saying right now, even if we had, even if we remove the fact that we're immigrants, or or, or you know sons of immigrants, uh, we remove the fact that we're black. What I'm thinking is, even white people go through this. Do they? You speak, well, Real talk, you speak away to your parents. Do Real I talk though? Do they? Well, yeah. I, okay, so. If you're talking to your parents, you're obviously not speaking to them the same way that you're speaking to your to, to your your brethren or your friends or your. I mean, dude, we all, we we might know some that that do it, like uh, your mom, that ain't lit. But like, you know, I promise you, Gino, people I'm aware we, of the lingo. We we my all, daughter's not coming. Gino, Gino, yeah. Gino, you you and I both know of at least three friends 
that, you know, the shock of our lives, like cardiac arrest type of situation, happened the first time when you heard them talk to their parents by their first, call their parents by their first names. Okay. Like, real talk, totally. you you know of somebody that went, Suzanne, to his mom, and you're like, oh my god, he's gonna die. <laughs> and you, and you no, like, duck under the bed, and you're like, oh snap, it's about to do. you're... You're, you're talking about 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 calling them by their first name. Yeah. I'm talking about just you know swearing at them, right? And I'd be I'd be like, oh lord, and then nothing happens. But then but then that that's the culture. But the reality yeah. is they're gonna they're still gonna speak to their parents or to authority in a certain way that they're not gonna speak to their friends at because that's just how we do things. I mean, I have black friends, Asian friends. Latino friends, and I could go in another category. I have tech friends. I have geek friends. I have music friends, and I don't speak the same for all of them. That's why I'm. I'm I can appreciate that some people go, "Yo, that's messed up that we have to do this." I, I think okay. I think there's a split. If you have to do it because you feel as if, um. Like the example you gave about the dreads, right? And by the way, I've I've had situations like this, like this before. Um, when I was younger, I had a job at a really fancy uh, restaurant that doesn't even exist no more. It was called uh, uh, La Mer Tucker. Okay, it was that that that, that restaurant um, was owned by uh, Mac, uh, Mike Bussy, the hockey player, right? Okay, no so idea I have that. a hookup for that. Yeah. I have, I have a hookup for that for that job, right? Uh, my uncle works there. Says, "Hey, uh, Gino, they they need a host, you know, the guy who greets people in, in front, right?" Um, and says, um, "We were searching for a job. That's a nice place." And I was I was in CJP at the time, right? Yeah. I was in college. Yeah, I need a job. I've worked in restaurants before, but I worked, you know, at the back. This seems like something that's interesting. Let's go. Now you know how long my hair used to be. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah, right? yeah. I had long straight hair, going uh, a little bit lower than the shoulders. Yeah. Sometimes they were braided. I go to the interview. They like me. They want me, but they go in and say, eh, "We're gonna have a problem. See, um, you're gonna have to cut your hair." Okay. Like, okay. Why? Well, you know, professional and, you know, better this, that, the third, and you're greeting people. And I'm thinking, like, yo, I want to cut my hair. Like, that's my hair. I like how it is. And no, I don't see why. But at the same time, um, not that I need the money, but I don't want to depend on my parents. Uh, I want to pay for my college, my, for college myself. Uh, I was right in the middle. Remember, we were in the music group. We were oh, putting yeah. money aside to record. You yeah. know, I wanted equipment to produce. So we're right. going through grinding, and I'm like, I'm going to cut the hair. So you cut the hair. Cool. So I cut the hair, and I do one night. I go, I work, I work my ass off. Uh, it was a really big night. For a first night, it was huge. I'm done with it, and I go for my second day. And they say, um, you know what? We're thinking about it. And there were some changes. Um, this is not going to work out. And I go, what? This is not going to work out. Okay. So basically, I got suckered in because they had one big night. They needed staff for that one big night. 
And then right away afterwards, they were like, okay, cool. Well, we don't need none of you extras. So I made that sacrifice for nothing. And I was pissed. I was so pissed. Because that's like the promise of telling you, hey, do this and we're going to give you X. And then you do it and you never get that carrot that you were running after, right? And that's the moment I said, I ain't doing any change for myself, like unless I really want it. Seriously, I'm not going to do it for somebody else. So if the job says, hey, we don't want you for you because of your hair, I'm like, all right, bounce, I'm out, okay? But that's one scenario. But in life in general, I speak differently to my kids. I speak differently to my parents. I speak differently. This whole code switching thing, I don't really understand it. Unless you're doing it, you have to do it because of this situation. Like society tells you you need to fit. I think this code switching, in in a, in a, in, a, in a sense, your slang is another language. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It simply is another language. Like the the hip hop lingo is the language of a culture, the culture of hip hop. That's why we speak in codes that people outside of the culture can't understand unless they adopt it and learn the language. I think science is the same. Music is the same. I mean, I mean it's a, there's a couple of categories we could add, right? Um, so for me, like I said, I don't, I don't see it as a big deal. And the example you gave about, well, these are Americans that have two languages, right? You spoke of six different you know, variables because of the three languages you speak commonly at home and they're, they're alternate, right? And then in, in my home, I have to add a fourth one yeah, yeah. because I add Arab to it. So there's French, English, Arab, and Creole and they all have alternates and I'll go a step further. If you speak to an Arab person that their back language or the other language is English... It's a different slang than when their second language is French. Mm-hmm. So I'll speak to an Arab person, and I'm not fluent in English, in, in Arab, I mean. Uh, I used to know it more, but, you know, I lost the practice. But when I'm speaking to somebody, let's say, from uh, Morocco, okay, well, they have French. Algerians have French also. And I'll speak with them, and I'll add a little... You know, just a little tinge of of French from France yeah, yeah. in the way I'm going to speak to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to speak to somebody who, and I'll add that little, you know, that, that English twist to it. And we, we can actually, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what, we have that for, for Haitian people too. Creole amongst us that are here, but when we speak from people uh, like Haitian family that are in the United States, ah. Like, we're not going to say store. No. You know? We have a different vernacular. Right? So, I, I don't know. I'm torn about this. I'm, I'm not sure how, like, why it's a big deal. So maybe there's part of it I don't understand. Um, so the, the, the thing is, is, is there are certain things that you will say. There are certain places where you will go, where depending on the way you speak, depending on certain words that you'll use, people will look down on you. Straight up, they will... Like, oh, you know what I mean? And that's sort of a reaction, mm-hmm. that, that, that sort of, um, for, for me, specifically for work, I, I do speak a different way. Because I'm, I'm in the business of convincing. 
right? And if I'm convincing yeah. you about a, a decision that you're about to make for something that, that's of a certain importance, the best way is for me to disappear into the background a little bit and for my opinion to come into the foreground, not myself, not my personality, mm-hmm. right? The value that I'm able to bring and the, the ideas that I'm able to bring. Not, not Danny as a person, but the ideas of Danny. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Right? Separate the man from the craft, if that makes, if, if that, if that's more, um, tangible. And so by separating yes. the man from the craft, it affords me a, a possibility, but it also requires me to delete what makes me me. Right? And I'll bring some very, very PC jokes. You know what? So much so. So I take, I entertain customers all the time. I, I've, I've told you this, I've talked about this before. Um, every single time I enter a restaurant to give you an idea of how PC it is, I give the exact same joke. So table for three, <laughs> unless you're joining us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's lightweight. But let's be real. That ain't me. You know what I mean? And that ain't funny. It's not funny. Listen, as we think it's funny, right? I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna try to pretend like real talk. It's just, it, it's, 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 uh, it's, um, office banter is what that is. <laughs> I'll see you on Monday. Not if I see you first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, there you go. Like funny, not funny. You know what I mean? Okay. But it, in order to keep things moving, right? In order to keep things moving, you 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 have yeah. those things that you do. You have those things that you say, and they're very purposeful. Like I'm not, I'm fully aware of exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing this in order to shut this down, right? And yeah. I want to move on to something else. I'll I'll, I'll put I'll, I'll basically put a period. I put a period at the end of the sentence. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm putting a period mm-hmm. at the end of the sentence. If there was any any interrogation, if there was any questions. Uh, I'm, I'm putting a period at the end of the sentence. Let's move on to something else. It's it's a it's a, a it's a um, um, it's a conversation tactic. It's is what it is. And so I spend a tremendous amount of time. I spend a tremendous amount of time in framing, right? Framing the conversation. Mm. That's where I spend most of my time and energy. And I will put emphasis on certain things uh, when I'm in, uh, uh, you know, when I'm working. Okay, so let me throw a curveball. Yeah, isn't it the same when you're dating? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I really I'm, don't. I don't I'm, know. I'm, so I'm asking you. I'm asking you to go, go retrieve some 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 files from your memory of the past, and tell me it's not exactly the same thing. When you're dating. Well, no. See, when I'm dating, what I'm trying to do is um, I am trying to get more, right? And in order to get more, you have to give more. If that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. product up for sale is my company. Not myself, my company. Um, yeah. And so I'm putting it all on the table, all of it. Every language, every personality, mm-hmm. every version of the code, everything. I'm putting it all out. And I will bring a thousand mm-hmm. percent of what I have to bring in order to make it more compelling. And if it's less compelling, then it means that it's not a, it's not interested and therefore I'm not the right person for it. 
Does that make sense? Like I remember, I, I remember um, Dom. One of the first dates I did. What do you think I brought her doing? Rollerblading. Why? Yeah, because you were always always rollerblading first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 it's something that I do well, right? And it's not necessarily that I'm trying to impress her. It's more that I want to show her my true self. This is what I do, mm-hmm. right? I'm not the basketball guy. I, I don't play hockey. I don't play football. I, frankly, I, I don't really understand those sports. So I'm not going to pretend I do. I don't. What I am going to do is I'm going to show mm-hmm. you my best self. I will cook, right? Because that's what I love to do. That's, that's my best self. I will introduce you to my friends and my family as soon as possible. Again, because that's my best self. That's the self that I want, I want to share with you. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and I, I think you remember the first times you met Dom, right? Like I had no idea who she was really. I wanted to get to know her yeah. and I wanted to get to know her in the context of, again, my true self. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but then again, you know what? You're different because you've always been that kamikaze style. <laughs> dude. See, whereas some people I, would be like, I, Hey, I um, I'm going to. Right, no, facts. Because where some people would say, hey, before I start, you know, uh, letting you meet uh, my closest friends, family, like, I'm going I'm to let you go through the trials. Let's see how we click. And for those watching us, because, you know, there are other people watching us, <laughs> that is the type of dude, he's going to do like, I'm going to throw you into the jungle right now, like in the lion's den real quick. Then he will meet somebody on Monday. By Wednesday... We're already aware that we're going to see her on Thursday, and she's going to get the third degree. Yeah, it's not like then. Oh, cool! You did not pass the trials. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you are the weakest link. Peace out. And then we move on to the next one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's it's particular of how you are, and also let's add this, especially when you're talking about uh, Dominique. And I'm not trying to suck up, but you know, you're married to her. But on you already were thinking on the long run. You were already trying to meet somebody you wanted to meet. I'm not, we're not talking about... Um, it's not like when you were chit-chatting a chick at a bar that you're like, obviously, <laughs> this is going nowhere, and you're not going nowhere except my bed, so let's discuss this in an adult fashion. Muhahaz. Right? <laughs> it's I, not horrible. But I you're think, so right. <laughs> no, but for real. For me, I'm thinking Danny the salesman is the one that you present to them, right? Whereas Danny yeah. uh that meets up Dominique is um let me delete or put to the side all the extras. I'm not gonna show off. I'm simply gonna show. Period. Here's here's who I am, and let's see if it works. Because you're not really selling, right? I, I like what you said. There was a nuance in what you said. You said, um, "It's your um, how do you? I forgot how you said it. Companionship? No. Your um, you were basically saying it's your time. It's not yourself that you're selling. What you're offering yeah. is your time with the person. Yeah. Companionship, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's that's the difference, right? It's the time that you're gonna spend with that person. You're not saying, "Hey, buy me." Yeah. So I guess the conversation is different, and I, I think that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to point out. So for me, 
I'm speaking, I, I will speak the language that you will understand the most depending on my intentions. Mm. So if I want to teach something to my pe- to my kids, I'm not speaking the same way when than when I'm trying to um, punish, for lack of other words, maybe admonish, or, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to show authority. It's not the same way as when I want to show sorrow. The words are so, like, um, different, yeah. right? The texture of it, yeah. the tempo. Um, and I, I think the most beautiful thing about all of this is every language has a different edge. Mm. So you come in and you have a conversation. I always give that example. So some of our watchers are, you know, they've, they've seen me speak about this before. The first time I was amongst a bunch of Arab people and I don't understand anything, for me, the language sounded harsh, tough, difficult. Um, it seemed like everybody was simply screaming. I was never sure when they were mad, when they were happy. What, did I say something right and they're reacting this way or did I do something wrong because I don't understand the language? And then you bathe inside of this for a while and then you, you go, oh, okay, that's that's how it is. So it's not just a stereotype. It's a fact. Like Different people, different languages, we go different. We speak French and we're going to... Okay, I'm going to go one, one shot further. I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to speak to you. I'm seeing what the rule is writing. I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> um, let's go with this. I've had this conversation with a couple of people before. Okay? Have you noticed how there are certain languages we don't see ourselves saying I love you ever? Or that we don't see us um, trying to um, chat a girl with. For example, as a, a French guy, like uh, my main, my first language is French. I always, I make jokes about it, but it's true. I don't know how I would talk with somebody who's a typical Quebecer, like a white French Quebecer. And the accent and the way they speak I don't see myself talking to a chick or talking up to a chick with that. But I see myself, um, you know, uh, using in- English as a pickup line. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because it seems so unnatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, it actually, it, I'm going to go one step further. It seems actually like um, they're, re- they're repulsed by it. I speak to certain people, they're like, oh. no, I'd never be able to, 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 to speak with a a girl from Saguenay, for example. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because, no, the language, no, no. So why is that? Oh, I'm... <laughs> That's interesting. You have to think about it. I have to say, I did not consider. I have to say, I did not consider that. And, and you have to admit, now that you're, you're completely in the English side, yeah. right? So... Most of your time, even like we both speak, we're we're bilingual, trilingual, yeah. polylingual. But you're like we talk a lot of that many many language. I mean, but you spent a lot more time thinking and speaking in English, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, even though you know both languages, if you go back to let's say a French only um, situation, do you think you'll be able to maneuver the same way 
or as easily? Oh, so so I've realized this over time. Um, if I'm talking business, I can't help but speak English. If I'm talking mm. family, I can't help but speak mostly Creole. If I'm talking uh, um, party or, or whatever, there's got to be certain words that I cannot say in another language than French, right? So as, and, and it's just, I guess, habit, right? Uh, um, um, uh, with thoughts become thoughts become words, words become habits, habits become your life, right? Uh, and so my mm. habits are yep. just based, they're completely compartmentalized based on what activity I do. If I'm, or like... And, and it's kind of crazy. It's happened to me that I've gone to, I was actually in Quebec City a couple of weeks ago, uh, and, and I was meeting with some customers. And, you know, very, very quickly, I'm talking to them, and they, they see that my French is perfect. Obviously, I speak the language yeah. natively. Um, and as I'm talking to them, and we're having conversation, we're sharing ideas, da, da, da. But as soon as it comes to certain parts, I'm like, this, 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 and then I switch completely to English, and they're like, well, you speak French, how come you don't, like, yo, for real, like, I don't know, I don't know, I just, I just don't, you know what I mean, like, I don't know how you're supposed to call a router in French, I don't know, I don't know how you're supposed to call an ACL in French, I don't know, yeah, yeah. It's a commitment. It will never commit to memory. I love you. I really do. But it will not commit to memory. I would try. I'd have to write it down and have post-its or something. It's never going to commit to memory. Bro. <laughs> like for, Bro. Yeah. When I heard, what I heard was the French name for a patch, right? Like Windows Update, Microsoft released a patch. Yeah. What's the French word? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here! Okay. What is that? It's a made-up word. I have never. No, it's a it's, fact. It's a term. It's a, it's a term in sewing. So when you you the fact of patching, let's say pants, you would call that a rustin, and they use that word. Dude, I've never I've never used oh, it shit. in a work environment ever. But I know that if I were to become some type of, I don't know a media guru yeah. and uh, I'm talking about technology in front of a thousand people and yeah, I'd have to use the proper written, oh yeah, une, on a, nous avons relâché une rustine. But here's the thing though. Dude. So, 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 so I guess, I guess, I guess this actually circles back into exactly what I was saying. If somebody spoke to me in that way, I would look at them and go, fine, so you know the proper words, but are you trying to talk to me or at me? Mm -hmm. Are you talking mm. to me? Are we in an exchange? Are you talking at me? Is this a directive conversation where you are framing yourself as the authority figure and me as the subordinate? Is this the goal of this conversation? I spend a lot of time. I spend an inordinate. My, my, my coworkers always say that I that I overthink everything, and, and, and they're probably probably right. <laughs> I spent an inordinate amount of time making sure that the language that I use is understandable enough such that nobody feels that they are left out, right? Because if I'm speaking to a C-level executive, I'm not going to tell him about uh, 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 the various firewall rules. I'm not going to share with him the various ports required in order to establish communication between this protocol and that protocol and this box. And that. Like, I'm not going to do that. I will still. And it's mm -hmm. always funny because I'm usually the guy in a suit and tie. When, whenever I, I go to, why, but mostly because I'm, I, I, uh, oh my God, 
I can't speak to this without speaking to it. All right. So I always wear the suit and tie for one reason and one reason only. You will not mistake me for something else. Right. I have uh, had many, many situations where I've been um, um, spoken down to because wasn't sure if I'm supposed to be here. Wasn't sure if I was the right person. Wasn't sure if I was at the right place at the right time. And I'm not interested in having that conversation. It will aggravate me. And when I'm aggravated, I don't really, I have a hard time thinking clearly. So let's make it very clear. I'm wearing a suit. I'm wearing a, three, a two-piece suit. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing going overboard or whatever, but I am here to, to conduct business. I will hand you my business card before we, as I'm introducing myself, just so you see my business title and the logo that matches the business title of the other person that's standing beside me, right? We are a team. Let's move on. Right. All this is, is is just these are just shortcuts in order to move on to the part of the conversation where we are exchanging ideas and no longer exchanging on whether or not we trust each other. Mm. You feel me? The goal of all of this, all of this frame is so that we can move on to the point where we are exchanging ideas and not exchanging whether or not we trust each other. Mm. And I've oftentimes said, listen, Let's just go on the premise that what I'm saying has value and that I did not come here for nothing. And I've said that a, a few times and people go, whoa, like, <laughs> uh, that was unnecessary. It's, it's business. Let's get to business. business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I start in the conversation and, and usually after a little bit of time, after having said one of those, uh, you know, creating a little bit of friction, usually it makes it such that mm-hmm. people start like, okay, well, Let's go under that premise because it's faster. It's just faster. Um, yeah. The, 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 the friction causes um, traction. Yes. Yes. Ex- exactly. And so to me, the vernacular, the, the code switching uh, does that. But then it, it makes me question, right? So I cut my dreads. But the reality is, is there's often times, there's often situations where, oh, dude, I'll, I'll, okay. So I'll tell you this story. I was at a law firm in Montreal, um, and and um, I'm talking to some people. I present. At the end of the presentation, this woman comes up to me, and she goes, you know, um, I'm married to a, a, a black man. We have a child. He's been asking me for years to, to, to grow his hair and, and, and do dreadlocks. But I, And I've always said no because in my mind, dreadlocks are dirty. You're the first person that I've ever met that wore them well. And so I will be rethinking. That was... Oh, no! What, but that was the goal. That's the reason why I did it. Right? That's the reason why I wore the hair the way I did. Because I know that I sit in rooms where a lot of my uh, brothers and sisters don't get to sit. I talk to a lot of people that my brothers and sisters don't get to talk to. And so I'm thinking, if I have the opportunity to bring... Something that they've, they're not accustomed to. Something that looks, sounds, maybe behaves a little bit different. Maybe then I get to drag the rest of us across the line. And next time they see somebody with dreadlocks, maybe they don't judge them the same way. Maybe next time they see a, 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 a you know what I mean? Like, so, so, so I'm thinking, should I, I don't know, like, do I have to, 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 to bring the vocabulary, do I have to? Do, am I supposed to be doing the same thing for the vocabulary, or is that too much? Okay, so um, let's 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 get to to that part. When you say if you, uh, when you say, do you have to put that 
and or apply that to the vocabulary. Does that mean that you would go into a business meeting and, you know, speak colloquially? Like, I'm going straight Ebonics. Is that what you mean? Maybe not all the way, G. But there might be certain words, there might be certain expressions, there might be certain terms of phrases that, you know, um, I've... And I've, I've, I've sort of dipped my toe in the pool once or twice, um, you know, uh, talking about a project that's about to come to a close, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be lit. And people turn and go, Danny, are you well? <laughs> Danny, are you well? <laughs> Is everything okay? Should we be concerned? <laughs> you it's it's going to be lit? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can see I can see it right now. Oh, that would be beautiful. Oh, no. Okay. But you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean, though. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not about, like, uh, 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 speaking like sticky fingers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about, like, yeah. uh, uh, dropping method man line. Though, by the way, um, you mm-hmm. know, it is something that I'm starting to do because I've heard it in a debate. Um, I've heard it in a debate, and now I'm starting to do that. As the great Christopher Wallace, as the great philosopher Christopher Wallace once said, or as yes, the great yes. philosopher Beyonce Knowles once said, I will actually pull those into conversation, <laughs> and I love to see people go, oh, Beyonce, uh, Christopher Wallace? Oh, let me Google him. Yeah, I love that so much. So much. B-I-G. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, love to, I love to do that. And it's sort of a bit of a jab. It's not an uppercut. It's just a, a bit of a jab. I am black. I am a Biggie Smalls fan. And most yeah. people my age probably are too. Uh, right? If you have gray hair, you might not be aware of the importance of the great Notorious B.I.G. But let me drop a little bit of that stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've said, like, you know, um, you know, uh, money and blood don't mix. <laughs> it is a... Uh, <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've said things like that. And I think it's funny. I do it. I do so in in, in jest, uh, hoping to bring a little bit of levity to the situation. But but again, it's it's just one of those things, man. Am I am I am I supposed to? Am I allowed? Is that the right thing to do? Is it my place or is it not my place? Am I carrying too much? And so, what am I teaching my kids? What am I teaching my kids that they mm. hear? They, and they and I've seen William. William has looked at me. Legit, he's looked at me. I'm walking at the park. Uh, I bump into uh, I bump into uh, uh, a prospect, a prospect, right? And uh, he looked at me and was, "Daddy, why are you speaking this way?" Straight up, because he's eight. He wait, 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 wait. Why are you talking? Go, go back, go back. I'm at the park. He, yeah. I'm at the park. I'm talking to this man, and. Uh, you know what? I can't say it any other way. I'm talking a little white. You know? Yeah. Billy, how's the family? Oh, that's absolutely awesome. Listen, uh, we should get together and do another uh, an 18. What do you think? Next Sunday? Next Sunday? All right. Say hi to Kathy. You know what I mean? And William looks at me Bro. and he's like, yo, why are you talking this way, daddy? Dude, my kids, my my kids, they 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 stop me every time. They stop their mom every time too, right? So, um, 
I'll give you an example. Um, and it goes with the background, right? So the mother of my kids, she's worked in a whole bunch of different jobs. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Exactly. And she's worked, um, she has a lot of experience in restaurants. Yeah. Right? And it's something she still does. It's going to sound funny, but that she does for fun. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes she's just like, you know what? Let me just go and do a couple of shifts at this restaurant that I know. Just because she actually likes the work. She, she likes the connection with people. It's a job that, you know, things have to move. And most of these restaurants, whether you like it or not, it's, it's all um, fresh Quebecers, right? The clientele. The whole language is different. Yeah. Exactly, the, cli- the clientele. So when she speaks to them, uh, the, 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 the Quebecer in her will go out, right? But in the same, sen- in the same minute that she spoke to this older um, white couple from Broussard, yeah. she will have friends from Saint-Michel yeah. that are Haitian yeah. coming into the restaurant and she'll be like, uh, wait a moment, and then speak to them in another way, right? Yeah. And then the chef at the back, he's Arab, so she's going to speak Arab to him. Dude, it's, it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, even, so back to me, I do it all the time. I'll, I'll speak to somebody in English, and my kids now they're able to know where I know these people based on how from you how speak. I speak to them. Wow, exactly. So I guess it is. They'll normal. be like, "Oh, these guys." Yeah, they'll go. These guys, it's probably work. They'll go. Okay, I'll, these guys. Ah, these are music clients, and then the classic. These guys, church. That's it. That's all. That's even why I tell my kids, um, I tell other people uh, from church, guys, you have to stop speaking Christianese when you're out of the church. And people are like, what do you mean Christianese? I say, what? Well, I'm mixing Christian and Chinese in the sense that people outside of that culture, of that world, don't understand you. So don't be surprised when you're trying to get a message across and it comes back void. Mm. It's simply because nobody understands you. Now, is it dumbing it down? I don't think it's a question. We just You just used another language to speak to them, right? The same way, if you speak to Arab people, you'll speak Arab. And if you're talking to uh, Chinese people, you might speak Mandarin or Cantonese. Right? Yeah. Just use the tools for the situation. So so back to the title of what we were talking about, which is code switching. Dude, we've we've all done programming. Is 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 changing code a bad thing? Hmm. Hmm. For me I'm like, hey. I mean unless you're unless you're writing in Kobo. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely change for something more efficient. But, dude, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's my geeky self, right? I have to throw one in. But seriously, just use the language that's useful for, which is efficient for the situation and the message. It has to apply to the message, and then we'll see. We'll see a, a difference. But is that? But is that not dishonest? I, I don't think so. Um, um, 
it's it's a nice point you're 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 you're, you're mentioning now, okay? And and it also th- th- there's an irritation I have, okay? Often people seem to think that if you're changing a bit the way you act or speak, you're being dishonest. And the example I give them is the following. Let's say you are pissed off, you're mad, you're not in good mood. Somebody does something to you that's irritating. If I come to you and I say, hey, please, could you stop that? I find that really irritating. But I really felt like saying, you mother beep, 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 what you shut through, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that there's never, always somebody who's going to say, never happens, there's you know? always someone, bro, there's always somebody that's going to go and say, when, when you reproach that to them, like, hey, you didn't have to be that, how can I say, you didn't have to be so raw, or you didn't have to be so direct. They'll say, yo, this is how I am, I'm like this, uh, uh, I can't help it, I just have to say it how it is. Um, there's there's a difference between dishonesty and civility. Like I should I should be able to still have a conversation with you, be civil, still get my point across, without you know flipping the bird to everyone saying this is how I live. Like <laughs> this no. is Sparta. No, <laughs> no. You don't have to go. This is Sparta. Uh, I'm gonna have this comment. I'm seeing a comment right now. Uh, parler pour te faire comprendre is one thing, but personality disorders is something else. Calma. Well, personality disorders. What what do we define as personality disorder? Um, if okay, I kind of understand what she means. If you're changing your whole spectrum, okay, you're you're talking with someone, and you're acting as if you like hockey because everybody around you watches hockey. But you couldn't care less for hockey. Couldn't care less for hockey. <laughs> hey, so okay. Let's let's speak on that point. Is that bad? Is that is that being dishonest? Jeez. I'll, I'll make it even I'll make it clearer so we can really point across. If to be accepted in a community or your surroundings you will say you like certain things that you don't like. Okay, so, so okay. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't, I will not speak, I will not say I like something that I don't like. But mm-hmm. if somebody is, let's say, obsessed with a specific subject matter, and I am fully aware of it, okay? Hockey... Probably the best example. I happen to work for an American company. Everybody assumes you're Canadian. You do hockey. You hockey? Canadian hockey. Right? And so, um, I was in the Denver office, uh, not too long ago. And a couple of my coworkers are like, yo, did you watch the game? I'm like, hold on. Was there a stick and a puck and then go to the net? I mean, I could do that because that's, right? There's this one guy that I have a little bit more rapport with, and I'll joke around with him. But to be completely honest, I'll look up the scores, I'll look up the highlights. Oh my God, 
such and such and a third, blah, blah, blah. And then move on. Because it is faster to go mm-hmm. through it than to co- try to go around it. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, just, it's faster. Okay. I know it makes me sound like a bit of an asshole. And I also know I kind of am sometimes. But it is much faster to go through a problem than around it. Just go, just, okay. just hold your breath. Three seconds. <laughs> done. You know? I, I, I have it in, I, I have my flash briefings, my Alexa flash briefing. Um, yeah, I, I, I have my Alexa flash briefing. There's always the highlights for the, for the finals. Whatever the fucking finals are, whether it's soccer or hockey or football, I have the highlights. I can say three yeah. words. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Because when somebody says, oh my god, he pulled a hat trick, and I go, what kind of hat trick? Like he flipped it up his arm and put it on his head? (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what I'm thinking when I hear a hat trick, okay? Because that is a hat trick to me. However, if I hear somebody say something, it's faster for me to, to know what they're talking about then look like a retard, explain to them that I really could not care less. You know what I mean? Like, it's a massive waste of my time and energy. That's right. Too much energy. I don't have that kind of energy. It's too much energy. Okay, but you're not, you're not lying. It's not as if you're saying, hey, I am super interested by this conversation. You're just going at it so you can get through it, but nowhere in your conversation do you say, oh yeah, hockey, I love it, right? Um, but for some people, I realize that it becomes a survival, it's survival instinct. Yes, absolutely, it's survival. You will dress a certain way, like you will dress a certain way, because if, if not, you're going to get jumped, right? Um, I think that's, that's like the third example. I'm, I'm going to touch on something real quick, because I, I saw, um, Virginie and Rula are trying to double team me on this. Saying, "Oh, that's <laughs> it's hypocrisy, uh, personality disorder." Let me let me put it this way uh, t- to make them understand. Knowing that they they are hot blooded, both of them, um, and they like to say things off the cuff, which often gets them in trouble. Okay, I repeat what I said because that's not being hypocrite. Okay, if you throw a plate on the floor because you're pissed off. And when somebody asks you, why did you do this? And you say, I'm like this. I felt frustrated and I broke this. It doesn't make it right. And I, I don't mix this up with politically correct. I'm not cool with being politically correct. Because yes, that is complete lying, hypocrisy, etc. All I'm saying is, be civil. I don't have to flip the bird to everyone I see just because I felt like it. We can still talk like adults. Now, if a mofo really wants to get some, then that's different. By all means, release the hound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go get it. Um, sometimes, some, sometimes you have to let that. Oh wow! I was about to say something. By the way, oh wow, that actually proves the point. I was about to say sometimes you have to act a bit ghetto, a bit ratchet. And just by saying that, I have confirmed what you said about talking down, right? So when we're saying talk ghetto or act ghetto right. or act ratchet, that's right. we often talk about the way that's you talk. That's right. 
Mm. That's right. Mm. I have to admit, I'll, I'll raise my so hand. You see, so you see my point. I actually know exactly what you mean now. Okay. Right? <laughs> and the reality is that yep. there are certain things that I, I don't have the words in, in a different vernacular in order to express them. There's certain ideas. Like, listen, if, if, if I'm to speak of the language of love, like the language of love to me is French. And I'm talking about not like uh, puppy love. Like I'm talking about like speaking. Uh, uh, yeah, there's certain things that that's how I can express them because that's where I have the words. That's where I have the words. That's how it comes to me. Um, the, 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 the concept of power, the dynamics of power to me is an English concept. It has more to do with business than anything else. When it comes to the relationship stuff, that I have the ability to sort of skate between the various language in order to uh, uh, navigate and find the words. And and because of the various contexts in which I have those words is where I'm going to try to f- navigate my way into getting the message across. Right? The, the, it's, it, it <sighs> I try to play myself as a chameleon. There's somebody that told me once, actually it's Thomas, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember, uh, I think Thomas told me it's a skill to be able to adapt to your environment and not force your environment to adapt to you. Right? Mm. Um, and I respect that, I respect that, um, mm. I respect that, that point of view. However, there are certain things that I, I feel the need to say in certain ways, and I will withhold that idea in order not to um, not to come across as ghetto, in order not to come across as something that I don't want to be seen as. And so I keep apart to myself. It's not just a, a matter of adapting and, 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 yeah, sure, I read the highlights about the hockey game just because, and it's part of my morning routine that I, I kind of keep up with a few things just to make sure that I'm aware of what's happening in the world. Just the same way as I watch the news, not because I care to be completely blunt and honest, unless they come out with good news. I'm not really interested. Um, typically, but typically like I listen to the news just in order for me to be able to hold conversation with a variety of individuals. Uh, there's some news that I'm watching for because of some stock options. And I know that it matters. My, the TSX uh, uh, is one of uh, is one of my customers. Like I'm, not, yeah, I. It matters. Hey, there's a big merger that's happening. Everybody's got to be stressed out. Blah blah. blah. Uh, you're going to be hosting an event. There's this, 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 this that it's involved. How are you guys uh, handling it? Do you need my help with anything? Like I need to be able to have those conversations. It's part of it's part of my job, but it's also part of the language that I need to be able to hold in order to stay relevant. And 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 yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no, it's not this personality disorder. It's it's how I, I maintain a certain level of professionalism. Uh, you know, I met with. Um, I, do you know who Jordan Pe- Jordan B. Peterson is? No, um, he's a professor of psychology at University of Toronto. He's become a little bit famous for some of his more, I'll say, radical ideas. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I'll, I'll let you I'll let you all do. Um, I'll let you all do do your homework if you're interested in Jordan B. Peterson. Um, but but I met him on my birthday after I had just watched a massive debate. Uh, it was the monks' debate that I was watching on Sunday night, 
And yeah, so I was watching the month's debate, and then he was part of the the uh, opposite team. And I, right the day after watching the debate, I bumped into him at the airport. We're sitting down. We're uh-huh. talking. We talked for about an hour. I was not supposed to be there. He was not supposed to be there. Uh, his plane was delayed. My plane was delayed. I stayed there for like forty five, forty five minutes. Dude, the man is so generous. He's such a lovely human being. And I could have taken that opportunity to confront him. I disagree with this idea you have. I disagree with that idea you have. But in the moment, in that very moment, I came to the conclude, to the realization that what I wanted is to, I didn't want an autograph. I didn't want a selfie. Uh, I didn't want him to autograph my books because uh, he's written uh, a few, a few interesting, uh, a few interesting books. I didn't want to have uh, his idea on a lecture. I didn't want to have his political opinion, right? I wanted to have a conversation with a human being. And I got to know who he is, where he's from. I met his wife. Um, like It was an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, a moment that I did not expect, that I didn't plan for, that I wasn't supposed to have, if you will, right? Sort of the universe turning around to, to give me a message, uh, which is you can disagree with someone. You can disagree with their, uh, you can disagree with their points of view. You can disagree with their, with, with some of their values. But at the end of the day, we are all sons and daughters of someone. We are all brothers and sisters of someone. We're all human beings. We're all equal. And if you, as they are in front of you, and you give them love and respect, uh, uh, chances are you'll get love and respect in return. And the man gave me such advice, G. He gave me such amazing, like, life-changing advice. I mean, the guy's a PhD in psychology, uh, right? So, you know, I'm not going to go into to a great deal of details. Maybe that's something that we could talk about uh, uh, another time. But he gave me such value in that conversation, man. Like, it, like, like I was shook for the next three hours after that, and if you talk to Dom, like she'll tell you. If you talk to Yesin, she'll tell you. Like I was like, "What just happened? <laughs> it's unbelievable." Um, but then afterwards, I was like, "Well, should I have told him? Should I have brought you know uh, uh, the the street slag? Should I have brought the? You know what I mean? Those ideas, the debate and everything. Yeah, yeah, because um." Yeah, there's a lot of things that I dis- that he says that I disagree with, and I could have talked to him, and I and I could have brought it up, and I right, I could have thrown that in his face, and I, I I'm I'm a I'm I'm um, he's a good debater, I'm a good debater too, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think I would have been able to hold my own with you know what I mean? Like I I think I'd be able to hold my own with him, I, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to get to meet him, and I got to meet him. And I, and I think that that's, I think that it goes back to, to, I think, I think talking it through, I think it kind of, it kind of, uh, I think we've kind of come to that, to the, the conclusion or the idea or the solution to, of, to all of this, if that makes any sense to you. Like bring your best self, try to, try to be the best you can be in every situation you have. Uh, the code switching thing, I think it's more complex, the more, uh, the more spheres there are in your life, the more circles there are in your Venn diagram of yourself. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I was going to say that. Good example, yeah. Right? There's so many circles. And Yeah. And, and, and I think um, here's where I, I have 
not it's a dilemma, right? Yeah. Because um, here's the two ways I'm seeing it. Um, I think we agree on a lot of things, most of it, and we're we're part of the team saying, "Hey, um, let's use our language. Let's." Again, I, I'm trying to find another word because I don't want to say dumb it down. Um, I think leveling it. Let's compromise. Let's compromise. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on the team of let's compromise, right? And on the other side, I have a confirma- confirma- uh, confirmation, a conversation I had last week, two, three days ago uh, with a friend. And uh, I'm going to use your technique of quoting people. As uh, the great uh, poet uh, and debater uh, Frigi Renard said to me, uh, <laughs> "I can, I can love you as I can love you and still tell you f you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or no, his way was f the f, f out. Yeah, that was what he said. And um, although I don't necessarily subscribe to that, I can still appreciate that. You know what? I think we need those people. I think we need some of it in our lives um, to make sure we don't fall into the trap of becoming yes men and give it, giving reason to the things that uh, the two ladies mentioned before, uh, Virginie and Roula, about hypocrisy, right? Because it only takes so much before you get so accustomed to compromising, 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 and before you know it, you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm Absolutely. saying? Um, now, balancing it, well, it's it's a balancing act, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could say. Uh, I don't know how to find the right, right ratio of each, but I think there is a ratio. I think there's a way to be truthful and still accommodate. Yeah, that's what I was searching for, accommodating, right? Um, a reasonable accommodation. When we get into, <laughs> especially in Quebec, when we get... Yeah, without wanting to say that, yes. Especially, especially here in Quebec, when we have debates like "Bonjour, hi," right? Oh. For me and you, I, I, I think for me and you, um, because we speak both language, we couldn't care less. No, I speak both languages. No, I, I, I'll tell you this. I'll say this. I'm in New Brunswick right mm-hmm. now. This is a bilingual okay. province. Yes, yes, true. By the way, thing that most people do not know, because yeah. until recently, I did not know this. Yeah, yeah, like everything's bilingual. Most people here are, speak both languages, and it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Now, if, if you're from somewhere else, and you don't speak French, you only speak English, nobody cares. If you are they'll speak English, they'll speak English right? to you, no problem. You speak French, they'll speak French to you, no problem. And if they don't, they'll go and get somebody that does, and they'll be happy. They'll be more than they'll be more than happy to to, to speak to you that way. To me, that's not code switching. That's that's uh, uh, accommodating. That's finding a reasonable compromise right. in order to to to, right. to help you. Just like the reason why we're doing this podcast, the, the reason why we're having this conversation in English is not so we can. Uh, 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 push out the people that only that speak French. No, it's in order to reach a broader audience. Uh, you know, like most of the world speaks English as a second language. It just makes sense to do it that way. Um, and and there's part of the audience that only speaks English. So, you know, 
to me, that just makes sense. It's just accommodating to more people. So, um, yeah, man, it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting, it's, this is a very, very interesting, I did not think the conversation was going to go in this direction. Uh, I did not think at all the conversation was going to go in this direction. Say again? That's usually the case with us. Yeah. Yeah. I want something somewhere completely different. Um, where are we doing on time? Because it's been a bit. Uh, well, because because we had issues with uh, starting the podcast, I let it run uh, uh, like a fifteen minutes more, yeah. so we could have a good hour. So we just hit an hour, Jeez. basically. Jeez. And we could and we could do more. You know it. We we could, we could do another. Five. Dude, there's there's a ton, tons of things I could hit. I actually um. It it brought some some subjects that I think we're gonna be able to um. Go deeper in mm-hmm. at a later time. So I actually took some notes. Cool. Uh, I actually had some some people also send me some more questions. So I think I think we can we can close with this. I, I just want to address something that uh, Valerie said. That's because they don't carry a chip on their shoulder. Um. So here's the thing, Valerie. In in the world, in the world that I uh, okay so. In the world where, I, where I'm communicating in, um, it's not about people accepting me, right? For a job, it's not about people accepting me. It's about moving forward and away from um, the part where I have to convince you that I'm trustworthy, right? I almost want to start the conversation at the point where I'm invisible. And the most invisible, unfortunately means the least amount of, of I don't want to say color, but I, I'll say the least amount of things that can raise an opinion, right? Just for the same reason I don't want to have a tattoo on my face is one of the reasons why I accepted cutting my dreads. That's the reason why I accepted to do it. Do you know you, you, you yeah. did it because of a job? I did it because of a goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most of the, the, the decision makers that I revolve around are 55 and over. And the 55 and over, to them, long hair is a hippie, right? And uh, a black man that can speak proper English or, or and proper French is rare. Um, and so in a lot of rooms where I sit in, by the time I've said the fourth, fifth, sixth sentence, I've usually already had an interaction with that person. And when they realize when they consolidate the reality that the person that they've been communicating with and the person that's in front of them is the same, that's usually a moment when they go, oh, so you're Danny, right? And I've heard that enough times to come <laughs> to that conclusion that I, I'm, I'm, I'm very okay with it. So the dreads are gone, not because I'm, I'm insecure or, uh, and I, it's simply because I'm not in the business of, of, of selling myself. I'm in the business of, I'm in business, period. <laughs> I'm not in the business of selling myself. I'm just in business. So. Yeah. And, and, you see, you're talking about cutting the air, yeah. and um, like you said, it was the least amount of resistance, basically. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm keeping that beard regardless of who tells me cut it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And in certain circles, I'll go in and they'll say, "Hey, like uh, you should have a, a short beard." I'm 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 blessed that I don't have a boss that has a problem with it. Yeah. Um, but I I still had a comment from a, a client say, "Hey." When are you going to cut that beard? Yeah, but you're also... And there's a thousand... 
Dude, you you know how quick I am with words, man. I have I have to resist from saying certain things, man. Yeah, but you're also in a position where you're you're the product that you're selling is your expertise, right? Yep. Uh, uh, your expertise is speaks for itself. Uh, your expertise and that of your teams just it just speaks for itself. If somebody doesn't believe you, you don't have the competency, then it's a different conversation. That if they believe you don't look like you have the competency, right? Uh, that's a very very mm-hmm. short conversation to have versus me. I'm coming and I'm yeah. presenting ideas. That's what I'm selling. I'm selling you an idea. And by the time, between the time of me presenting an idea to you and the time uh, of of you buying, literally buying, not just the idea, but the person that sells you the idea, the, 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 that amount of time. And so that's the reason why I create a little bit of friction sometimes is just to push you out of your comfort zone and force you to stop looking at me and start listening to me instead. Uh, but the, what you say? Yeah, what I'm saying, not what I look like. But the fact is, is the the more there is, uh, res- the more there is resistance, the more there is reasons for somebody to say that they are resisting. The harder it is for me to do my job, and so that's the reason why I've decided to to, to go with this uh, more PC look. Um, I think we need to have a conversation about. Uh, I think we need to have a conversation about uh, image. And, you know, I think that this is a subject that we need to to address. Uh, somewhere in the near future, because I feel like it's something that's missing from a lot for a lot of people. I'm gonna, um, yeah, I'm actually gonna note that right now, um, and add that to the list of stuff to discuss. Yes. Dude, as usual, this is awesome. Uh, good material there. Um, I'm gonna repeat to people, hey everyone, this is Father of Three. You can catch us on the podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, obviously. Uh, send us your questions, comments, critique. We take everything. Uh, and we almost promise that we won't say F you. <laughs> almost promise. Uh, and I want to add... We're going to be honest. I, 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 I want to <laughs> add, this is what, episode 11, G? Episode 11. This is episode 11, so... To the people that have been listening for a while, thank you. For the people that have shared, commented, for the people that have participated in this conversation, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I do not take your time for granted. I know that, you know, sometimes we kind of go off the rails and sometimes uh, (laughs) we're blabbing on with internal conversations and I'm not even sure if uh, uh, we're... we're, uh, But I'm just hoping that we're adding value and I'm hoping that we're having a conversation that you can extract some value from, so... Um, so thank you very much for your time. I appreciate every single one of you. I read every comment. I look at every <laughs> every like. I look at absolutely yes. everything, and I do so because I I, I appreciate your time and, and your and your energy spending time with us. Um, so um, if you like the show, if you like the conversations that we're having, please comment, share. Um, uh, share with other people, invite other people to, to join the conversation. Maybe, uh, maybe you want to post some questions to us. Maybe you want to send us some questions about, uh, and, and propose some subjects that we should be tackling next. Um, so if you have, um, yeah, guys, if you, if you have anything to, to contribute to the conversation, please do not be shy. Do not hesitate. Um, you know, this, this episode again is sponsored by. <laughs> Disciple Decca. <laughs> yep. My artist name, my music. Uh, come check me out if you need beats. Uh, I make music. I give classes. I will drop a couple of links inside of this convo so you can get, you guys can reach me. And uh, that's it. 
This is the father of three, guys. Peace. Peace.